<laughs> I love fucking tater tots. Yep. So much. You can get them and eating them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like American pie, but with tater tots. Yeah. I'm the tot fucker. He's a tot. Uh, Dave, actually, oh, sorry. You don't, actually, you don't want to say that <laughs> too loud. Oh, yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad nickname. <laughs> this is Swick presents Outside the Galaxy, the podcast that takes a closer look at unique characters and people a little closer to home. Well, pitter patter, let's get at her. Backstories. Well, we're boned. Histories. Wasn't me. And details. I love gold. You never knew. So this is Planet Houston. Wanted to know. No, I don't. Or ever need to know. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Now here are this episode's panelists of Outside the Galaxy. Hello and welcome to Swick Presents. Out, I am, fuck you. I almost said across the galaxy. Fuck it, push through it. Push through it. Come on, we're almost, we're almost Outside started. the galaxy. There you go. Outside, across, because Tim fucked me up. He was like saying all these galaxy comments. There's too many prepositions. <laughs> yes. Swick presents OTG. That's House of the Galaxy. That's funny you say that because I have a bunch of folders and notes now for editing and OTG, and every once in a while I'll go through looking for something else. I'm like, what the fuck is this folder? And I open it up. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is episode three of, uh, of this new little um, format we got going on. Hell yeah. So, hell yeah. And I think today, the, 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 the bus driver, the, the Chris Farley, and um, what was that? Happy Gilmore? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy Madison. Um, Great grand. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> so he's like, who would steal 25 sack lunches? Matt is driving the bus today. I am. And oddly enough, I'm talking about Jackie Gleason. Not true. I wonder if there's a short bus or a long bus. This has the potential to be either. All depends on how you guys react to the information I'm going to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is where I have to get kind of guess. Do we all guess? You're never going to fucking guess. You're never all right. going to okay. guess in a million years. You can try, but there's no way. I should, we, say, should we guess? Oh, sure. we are guessing. Yeah, all of us all guess. Right. I say Mark Messier Matt. <laughs> I don't even know who that person is. <laughs> I will say walking on the moon, Matt. Oh, that's a pretty good one. I'll say Captain Steuben, Matt. <laughs> I wish. Oh, shit. <laughs> now I want to change. <laughs> Guess we're all wrong, huh, Matt? Yep, you're all wrong. Okay. Oh, oh damn. Incorrect, Chris. Not so right, Tim. And wrong dave i don't know i can only think of one name damn it, dave you're wrong <laughs> dumb, dumb dave you're dumb you're okay dumb, dave. i'm gonna tell you the character but don't look him up yet because mm-hmm. i will send you the info information you need for this character i am talking yeah. about mr delicious mr delicious mr delicious <laughs> yes okay Wrestler. there's a big lead up to this so i'm gonna start off by asking a question have you guys ever been to a racks fast food restaurant in your life like back in the day right yes there used to be one near zerns yeah and i think was it i think the where boston market and where rogers was was a racks when i moved to quakertown way back in the early 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 80s like 1983 racks i think that was a racks yep Yep. See, how, knew, how do you spell R-A-X-W-R-A-X? Okay. No, never heard of it. I knew Tim knew. would. I, I was thinking about this episode this week, and I, I was like, I, if anyone has been to one, it's going to be Tim. And you know why? I coined a phrase thinking about this. Tim is a fast, or no, not fast food. He's a pop culture gourmand, in my opinion. And I mean that in a positive <laughs> way. It's like Tim just knows like that that pittsburgh place you guys went to where they put the fries on the sandwich he knew what it was right oh. up to, I, I know it exists i couldn't yeah. tell you the name tim knows Perm- this from anti brothers yeah Vermont. Yeah. you know what's what's funny is uh i was outside i was in a town outside chattanooga 
and I recognize there's a, a, a an old building that I recognize. I said that used to be a burger chef. <laughs> See, oh. there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive the Yakas we go to is was a burger chef by the color scheme, but I'm not sure. I can't verify that. But Rex, well, you you do love this stuff more than uh, anybody I know. What's that? Roast beef the, or this, the, this pop culture kind <laughs> of stuff? Meat. This meat. pop culture kind of food source, whether it be breakfast cereals, especially monster ones, or yes, like okay, now sure. defunct uh, food chain. I you do. Love this shit. I do love the history of failed things like that. I guess I, I, I get pleasure in other people's failure, and the bigger it is, the more <laughs> I like it. I guess, but it is. It, it is. A, it's a. It, they started out as a roast beef. Fast food place. That was their thing. It was roast beef. They didn't have much of anything else other than you had your side side uh, dishes, but it was different sizes of roast beef. And I still to this day, half a century later in my life, roast beef is my all time favorite fast food. Like Arby's will be my number one pick if I had to go somewhere. In fact, really? in, yeah, absolutely. Um, when Roy Rogers was in town, I used to get their roast beef. When Har- remember when mm-hmm. Hardee's used to exist, where yeah. where. I know it turned into a Dairy Queen before I left. I don't know what's there now, but there was a it's Hardee's. Still Dairy Queen. Is it? Okay. Yeah. There was a Hardee's. I used to always get the roast beef. Roast, I love roast beef. And Rex was like the rarest treat of roast beef because they were in Pennsylvania, but they're super sparse. And yeah. the one we used to go, I went to the most, I should say. We didn't go to it to the most, was in Lancaster. Because my father had gotten, you've all been to my house or my, the house I grew up in, the kitchen cabinets in that house were, he got done by an Amish carpenter. And when we'd go out there, he used to take me all the time. I don't know why. Uh, I you know, no input on the cabinets, but he used to take me. And we'd always stop at Rex because I was like, the that was really the, only, the first fast food after driving past nothing through, Lanc- through Amish town, Lancaster. So Rex has always kind of had a little soft spot in my heart. And this is... Again, this is all backstory leading up to something here. So I'm going to give a little history on Rex. It was founded in 1967. It was originally called Jack's Roast Beef, J-A-X. It was founded by Jack Rocheman, and it started in Springfield, Ohio, which explains something that happens later in my Mm -hmm. life in this story. Let's see where this is going. No, not Simpsons, but yeah. (laughs) I just realized that, yeah. But in 1969, he sold the businesses, the few restaurants he had, to this conglomerate called General Foods. is like a bigger yeah. corporation. And they, they changed the name to Rick's Roast Beef, R-I-X. I don't know why. Maybe the guy in charge was <laughs> named Rick's. But now this now that this mega corporation took over, they've had a little bit of a high point where they had a few dozen restaurants. Well, more, a little more than that. Like they're, they're approaching 50. But in 1978, they hit a downturn. And they had all but 10 restaurants. So they sold those last 10 franchise restaurants to a place called, uh, what was it? The rest is RAC, Restaurant Administration Corporation. And that's when the name finally changed to Rex. And that's the history leading into what we're getting to because you can see it's been up and down. And this is the, this is the life of Rex. It's up and down until we get to the Mr. Delicious. So. <laughs> Going into the 80s, this is where they hit their height. This is, and this is when I actually had, I think, been the Rex. I think it was in the, I was probably 10 ish or so when I've been to my first Rex in Lancaster. Going in, they, they hit their stride. They went from the 10 restaurants that RCA bought and they had 504 restaurants in 38 states. So they almost had nationwide coverage. And they held on to that pretty well for a long time and to the point where they started to what should i say they um when when the down down swing started when the the hints of downswing started they panicked and overcompensated to make up for it so instead of just having roast beef they now added baked potatoes pizza a pasta bar Chinese style food, not my words. That's their words. <laughs> and an endless salad bar and a Sunday bar. So now oh my like, God. they panicked. You know, they had 504 stores. They're down the. I'm guessing a number 498. They're like, oh my God, throw everything at it, see what sticks. Right. So they figured like we'll we'll give them every option <laughs> exactly, and, and then we'll get yeah. everybody to come in. Right. It, that, this <laughs> plan can't fail. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> this plan did fail. And now they realize just offering every food under the sun isn't going to do it. So they started a, a 
just a history, a short history of extremely bad marketing ideas, starting mm. with calling themselves the champagne of fast food. <laughs> so it's like Miller High Life. Yeah, exactly. Champagne of beers. So long. Well, <laughs> we say something. This or Tim. Sorry, good. That's uh, that's kind of like what is it? Uh, the the automat that used to be in Philadelphia and New York. It was a halt, like halts and Harry's or something like that. The one where you would go and you'd put like a quarter in there and you pull out an apple pie. They uh, they had a slogan late in their in their in their lifespan before they closed in the nineties where it was just like, you know, we're not fancy, but uh, but we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Well, I guess the food's good, but, you know, it's a dump to go sure, into. So sure that's not really fancy. much of a selling point. Yeah. So now they're at a crossroads entering the 90s. They, The one thing they've never had, apart from roast beef, was a common through line for their for anything, particularly their advertising. They certainly never had it for their advertising. They didn't have a Ronald McDonald. They didn't have a Dave Thomas from Wendy's. They didn't have a, a Burger King. Or they didn't have the Burger Chef. And, and what was his name? Wally? What the heck was that character's name, Dave? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Burger Kid Wally. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. If, if you're into Burger Chef, we did, <laughs> we did way a- too many episodes we, we even did our own dramatic readings of of uh, original uh burger chef fan fiction that we, we did made. Yeah. <laughs> so they approached they meaning the parent company restaurant administration corporation which sounds fake it sounds like entertainment enterprises <laughs> and they paired with a a true real advertising agency these guys were established they knew what they're doing and they came up with an ad campaign starring Mr. Delicious. <laughs> and Mr. Delicious was an animated character. He's middle-aged. He's a sport coat wearing briefcase, briefcase toting man. <laughs> and he's created to pitch Rex and the adult middle class. I'm going to send you a picture of him right now. When I see him, the only <laughs> thing I can think of for people to, to, to compare him to is um, David Boyle, I think was his name from the original Charlie's Angels. I just oh, sent him your picture yeah. in Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Angels come into my <laughs> yeah. office. Yeah. So, okay. This is Mr. Not- D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. going to give him, I like give that. Him the D. Mr. D, what's in your briefcase? He was, so he was the brainchild of Rax Executives and this deschutes inc advertising agency i'm probably saying that wrong if i were to say it phonetically it almost comes out like douche which might be more accurate (laughs) and (laughs) holy shit this dude so all right you guys got the picture i'll describe it for everybody else he's going to be on the cover art so there's not gonna be a surprise but it's it's a middle-aged guy hair parted to the side black rim glasses bow tie sports jacket he's got a briefcase it says mr d on it he's holding a toothpick and the funny part about this that still astounds me, the, the more I go through this and I was putting these notes together, this was 1992. This looks like something from that, the early uh, 70s. That's 92? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see, like, the, like, even parents in 1992 weren't that square. Right, yeah. And this is what I love. This is like a retro thing, yeah, like super it, retro. Maybe it is, yeah. It's like, it's almost like, that's a good point, Dave. It almost seems like they were trying to trigger something in people that were now adults that they saw in their childhood. You know what I mean? Make them feel young again. You know how like everything is like 20 to 20, like everything is cyclical, like 20 to 25 years after it was initially popular, it becomes popular again with the kids of the age. Like now everybody's all into the nineties stuff, you know, and 10 years ago or five, five to 10 years ago, everybody's like, 80s everything 80s and now it's, it seems like everything is like mid 90s yeah, um, yeah so that maybe that's it and uh, i mean when i was in high school i was going and buying bell bottoms and butterfly collars so <laughs> i guess i can kind of relate to this it's like even though that guy's pretty square i thought that that stuff was really cool it would have been kitschy it would have been kooky yeah. but it'd be like this is so lame that it's funny and yeah I'm and that, that, that's it. another angle they might have been trying to do it's then this is this is the kind of shit i love like dave was saying it's like i love when a when a 
corporation gets a think tank together of their their corporate people, the um, you know the, the ones that lead the the company but aren't necessarily the creative, and they find an idea that they can't let go of and and put all in on it. It's so bad and it just gets worse. I love it. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, the guys that probably came up with this ad campaign looked like this yeah, asshole, and they probably thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful, Reginald. <laughs> Thank you, Fred Walter. Garvin, male no prostitute. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's right there. You put a hat on him. He is Fred Garvin, male <laughs> prostitute, Mister D. So their ad campaign, at least what as far as it got, there was three TV ads and three radio ads, and they were kind of creative with Mister Delicious, I should say, not just all together. They had many of them. There is another one with Mister Pasta, but we won't talk about that. That might be a future episode. <laughs> Mr. Pasta. I want to know Mr. Pasta. Was there Mr. Chinese stuff? I don't know. God, I hope not. (laughs) Does it sound like Mario? Yeah, uh, just worse, actually. So three TV ads, three radio ads with Mr. Delicious, and they kind of worked in conjunction. Like the first one, the first one of each of them shared a common theme. It wasn't really a story unfolding through these, but they shared a common theme. And now we're at the point in the story where I can <laughs> not do any better to explain what these ads were like, except to let the ads what? speak for themselves. But go ahead, Tim, before, before we start. Before you go in, what was the common theme? Do you, do, it's do you different. remember? It's different. So, I, okay, I'll give you I'll give you the basis without ruining any of their attempted punchlines. The first one was his introduction on both of them. Second one was about saving money. The third one was about quick delivery so that's what that's yeah yeah so each they're paired together basically just based on the image i would say that the common theme should have been man hiding a dead prostitute really works up your roast beef appetite you're not not, i mean no but you're not you could have been in the writing room (laughs) i was i was at a i was I was at a corporate retreat in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I killed another prostitute. I'm hungry. I got. I need some roast beef. Her torso's in my briefcase. Yeah, I kept it. I kept a pinky toe as a souvenir. I got raw meat in my suitcase. I want to eat some meat. <laughs> nothing. Nothing takes out the smell of rotten fresh like a freshly baked and wrapped roast beef sandwich. Mm, and a nice cold Mr. Pib to wash it <laughs> down. Delicious. <laughs> and a so mellow you yellow. Have mellow yellow. <laughs> yeah. You have one of the commercials we get to I listen have to? All of the commercials. Whoa, we get to okay, here we go. All right. This I'm is excited. like when you're in class and the teacher wheels out the film strip yeah. projector and you're like, yay! So are you guys ready for the debut ad of Mr. Delicious? Yes. yes. All right, yes. here we go. Hello, I'm Mr. Delicious the new spokesman for Rack's Restaurants. My job? To encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. I know what you're thinking. He's a cartoon. And cartoons are mostly for people who wet their pants. But not Mr. D. He's a special cartoon for adults. And Mr. Delicious always carries this briefcase. Contents? Watch for me and visit Rack's. Tickety-D. What is he? Tickety-D? Tickety-D. Yep. What's oh, that's his catchphrase? That's his catchphrase. Tickety D. Mm. He's a he's special he's cartoon character for adults. He does. He's, yeah. I'm a very special handsome. kind of cartoon. Yeah. He sounds like uh, Nick 55. He does. Oh my God. <laughs> he does. So that was the first TV ad. There's an accompanying radio ad, which I'm going to play. Now, there's one thing I didn't mention because the radio ad's going to tell us, and I want you guys to be surprised. Along with this awesome idea of Mr. D, they also came up with a new slogan for the restaurant, which you're going to hear is the last thing said in this commercial. And I'll let that speak for itself as well. Mm. Hello there. I'm Mr. Delicious, the new cartoon spokesman for Rack's Restaurants. My job, to encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. You see, Mr. Delicious doesn't appreciate unnecessary commotion while he's eating. It brings out the dangerous, hostile side in Mr. D. At least that's what his analyst says. Anyway, at Rack's, Mr. Delicious can enjoy a tasty sandwich or salad without bright yellow formica upsetting his stomach. He can rest his feet on carpet since Rack's has confidence that Mr. D won't drop his twisty fries. He can lose himself in a cheap romance novel without his elbows sticking to the table. And Mr. Delicious always leaves Rack's with a few bucks left. 
That's just grim. Because his analyst <laughs> charges a lot to keep Mr. D's hostility all locked up. So if you're looking for a stress-free fast food alternative, visit Rax. And tell him Mr. Delicious sent you. Dickity D. Sacks. You can I'm eat scared here. of him. He's did, like a did, good you hear, yeah. did you hear the end of that? Rax, you can eat here? Yep, that's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <sighs> D is then, chilling. Yes. Creepy. I'm telling you that the the dead prostitute thing is is I, I believe that is the underlying. Mr. Is, D is a is a sociopath. They thought this was a good idea. I love yeah. this. <laughs> if you were to cast, if you were to cast live action, Kevin Mr. Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking James Brolin. Oh, Kai, the hitchhiking, uh, hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Pedro Pascal. Hmm? I'm <laughs> good too. What about somebody like Robert Blake that actually like killed Robert somebody? Blake? Would be a good Mister D. OJ. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to say now. I'm going to say if we're going to cast him. OJ's two on the nose. What's his name? Al Simmons. This 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 is a this is um, it's it's frightening. Yeah, that's what it is. It ain't over yet. Yeah. We got four more to go through. <laughs> oh, so wow. here is it just gets darker and darker. Here is once you once you taste an eighteen year old's blood. Uh, so now here we go with his. I, I believe it's. Oh, I'm sorry. Second is the value menu thing because it says it right on on the on the clip here. Hello there. I'm Mr. Delicious. Did you know the value menu at Racks features lots of adult-sized electables for only 99 cents? That's right, and that's fortunate. You see, Mr. Delicious is, well, a little overextended. Perhaps the Racks executives aren't paying him enough to compromise his integrity. On the other hand, you can't eat integrity, but you certainly can eat a hearty roast beef sandwich for 99 cents. Tickety-D. <laughs> That sounds like Tim's sound effect. Yeah. yeah. What's up with the music? If you told me when that came out, I would say 1967. Like, like there was like whiz bang, hip to the max music back there. But then again, Mr. D is is a psychopath. (laughs) And and everything, the word he uses the most is adult. Adult. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's almost like there's these undertones of sex or um, eroticism or danger that goes on with this place. You have to go to like a men's room at a park and order through a (laughs) hole in the bathroom wall and in comes, out comes Mr. D's servant. It comes out as tickety D. (laughs) Dickety D. (laughs) Hey, where are you guys going? I'm going to Peace Valley Park for some racks. (laughs) Yeah. Now I know that I've been there. I think this this one, this radio ad, the second radio ad is my favorite of the three radio ads. This puts the TV ad of the second of the, the Empire Strikes Back of Mr. Delicious ads to shame. So here we go. <laughs> well, hello. Remember me? I'm Mr. Delicious. Did you know the Rack's Value menu features a full array of adult-sized delectables for only 99 cents each? That's right. And Mr. Delicious can really appreciate a bargain like that. After all, he's still trying to recover from that bout with midlife crisis in 89. Fortunately, he was able to sell the Porsche back to the dealer. But much to his chagrin, Mr. Delicious discovered that custom-designed hair weaves are non-refundable. Same for the rotating disco glitter ball he installed in the basement. And that vacation he took to Bora Bora with those two young friends... Well, that left Mr. Delicious feeling empty and unfulfilled. Unlike the robust sandwiches, baked potatoes, and refreshing drinks on the Rack's value menu for only 99 cents each. Dickity D. Value menu available at participating restaurants. Rack's, you can eat here. (laughs) This is brilliant. I loved it. I loved this. I think it really has this like sophisticated sense of humor, which was a bad idea as a marketing. <laughs> right? Campaign. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. Yeah, but but it's really it's really kind of like our kind of like dark, um, I, I don't know, dark comedy. Sorta, I guess. I, don't I know. love it's this. A- <laughs> it's 
it's um that last one sounded like it was recorded in a failing casino in old town uh vegas in a smoky lounge it does. It sounds like Ron Burgundy doing something. Yeah, <laughs> with like with yeah. like a topless lounge singer about to come out and cry her way through Moon River. It's the lobby of Golden Nugget on Fremont Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fremont Fremont Street before before they put the yeah, before the, over top exactly of it. yeah before Slotzilla yeah. was installed. So he had a midlife crisis in when did he say nineteen eighty nine? In eighty nine, yeah. So all right, uh, and he's been he's been struggling ever since then. Apparently. And the two girls was one of them. Yeah, they, yeah, his two quote well, friends. friends who he only bought one way tickets for because now they're he he chopped them up and tossed them over. over <laughs> they're the board. They they're in his, a suitcase. He put them in his oh ninety nine cent adult size roast beef. Yeah, they're with Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, two more ads, and in this case, I'm going to play the radio ad first because the TV ad number three is the. Peace de resistance, or however you oh, say it. Oh, man. But here's a radio ad, which is no slouch. This is no slouch. I think you'll enjoy this one as well. I'm Giorno. Mr. Delicious <laughs> here to talk about the Rack's endless salad bar with new all you can eat pizza and pasta. You know, oh. Mr. Delicious stayed out a little too late last night and he isn't feeling very well. So it's a good day for carbohydrates. Pizza and pasta will do the trick. Of course, Having a wide selection of pizza is helpful on a day when Mr. D is having trouble focusing. He's bound to grab a slice of something tasty. And if you've ever enjoyed two-for-one night at the Rusty Anchor, you know how dehydrated Mr. D must be. Some free Coke refills will hit the spot. Plus, enjoying a long, leisurely dinner at Rack's will help him avoid the wrath of Mrs. Delicious, who isn't very fond of the Rusty Anchor. In any case, next time you feel like Mr. D, try a heaping plate of pizza and pasta from the Rack's Endless Salad Bar for only $3.99. Tickety D. Pizza and pasta available at participating restaurants. Rack's, you can eat here. <sighs> Sounds like BJ Novak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he emphasizes eat. You can eat here. Anything else? <laughs> We're calling the cops. It's like shocking, yeah. Yep. All right, so, so Rack's. More, more clues to who he is. Yeah, he's so- drunk because he's hungover and he's married. Yes, yeah. and I think okay. now to wrap things up, we also know what his fatherhood status is, or, or or at least will be from this point on, because there's no way you can convince me he's not talking about having had a vasectomy in this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, the last Mister Delicious ad in existence. Well, hello, Mister D again. Our subject. Value Express combos at the Rack's drive-thru. These tasty delights are priced in low, even dollar amounts. So there's no change. That's just grand. Because Mr. Delicious just had some rather delicate surgery. If there's no change, he doesn't have to squirm so much to put it back in his pocket. Now does he? He just grabs his combo and drives ever so slowly over the speed bump. Tickety D. Oh. <laughs> Matt, you called it spot on. He had dick surgery, guaranteed. Uh, the poor uh, and and what what stations are airing these? Like, like what what who are they advertising on? I don't know. I, That's a good I, question. I, the radio ads are definitely on like news yes, stations, yeah. like WN basically, <laughs> or like oldies oldies ninety eight and those kind of shows. But on TV, like they. Where would they be? Where would they like Matlock? Matlock. <laughs> uh, and like Murder She Wrote, and you know that sort of stuff. I can't, I can't see them airing these during like uh, you know TGIF Fridays. Right. <laughs> Did I do that? Tickety D. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat here. You can eat here. So. There's a reason there's only three TV ads and three radio ads because three months into the Mr. Delicious campaign, Rax filed for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. This is the nail on the coffin, sort of, almost. So starting in 1990, but here's here's the here's the really fascinating part, not fascinating, but more interesting part. Uh, addition to this, in 1992, they were so behind this Mr. Delicious ad that there is a 13 minute mockumentary that they made that they passed around oh. to employees and, and franchisees and that's online too i'll put that in the notes i didn't want to play a 13 minute clip here 
But the, it was a mockumentary, like Mr. Delicious was an actual person. And they would talk to employees, guests in the restaurants, executives. Mm-hmm. It's They were all in on Mr. D. Wow. But my cover boss, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. But by August of 2022, there's now, and this, this was, I don't know what the number is now, but there was only six racks left in the entire country. Four in Ohio, one in Kentucky, and one in Illinois. The one in Kentucky... Uh, I was just looking up uh, the the map where it is. I actually, when I when I drive north, if I if I go up to Virginia, I actually could take a relatively harmless detour to go to that yeah. racks because it's not <laughs> too far off of uh, it's it's maybe fifteen twenty miles off of the uh, the interstate that I normally take. To, you must. Uh, yes, I, I might. There's, yeah, the one I've been to most, even more than the one in Lancaster, is in Circleville, Ohio, because we used to have an office in Circleville, Ohio, and I've been out there twice for a total of like four weeks of work, and it was it was on our way between the hotel and and there. And in fact, this is like my best road trip ever, as far as fast food goes. There was a road trip where I had to drive from. DC, I had to pick up our servers at Acolo and drive it to Ohio. That's where the servers are going to be and our disaster recovery servers are going to be installed. So I drove instead of flew. I went to a Roy Rogers. I went to an Arby's and I went to a Rex and I had roast beef at every damn one of them. And I was so happy. Yeah, there are a few Arby's in the DC area uh, and in Maryland. Who has the best roast beef? Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Roy Roy Rogers. Oh, best? Uh, Man, I don't know. Yeah, there's three. It's probably... Arby's because they turn around so much faster than all the other places. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Roy's definitely has a very distinctive flavor and their barbecue sauce that oh, you put yeah. on it Oof, yes. is, is something else. You can kind of get that barbecue sauce at Hardy's slash Carl Jr.'s. Mm. They have that because they they have their own roast beef sandwich, yeah. which is disgusting. Yeah. Now What's it's it called. It's, now it's got some name. It's, something. It's, so, it's, it's seasonal it's now. It's like name. the McRib. They don't have it. That used to be a staple on their menu back in the day. Yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's slimy and like you eat it and you immediately want to just <laughs> vomit. But I, the, the little packet of barbecue sauce is similar to, to Roy Rogers. I, I, I love mixing triple pepper sauce and Arby's sauce and put that on my roast beef. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but and then when you I have went, a vasectomy. <laughs> when I went to Roy Rogers, it was pre-COVID, so they still had the fixins bar. So I put uh, like forty pickles yeah. on that thing too. Oh yes. man, yeah. I, I got food somebody. poisoning at a Roy Rogers. <laughs> That's probably the easy at the fixin bar. <laughs> yeah, it was in uh, Maryland, and as soon as I see pickles, I lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like pickles. I don't even know if I bought food. I just ate like I don't know a pound of pickles. Yeah. I barely made it. Oh man, I was so sick. Oh, pickle. So... Uh, side, yeah, that fixin bar pickles. That's basically like a side salad. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I love how in this the like the salad bar. Never once do they mention any vegetable. It's just pizza and spaghetti. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. pasta. It's a salad bar because you're hungover and yep. you need carbs. And free refills. Yeah. And they mentioned the yeah. free refills. And so I guess they were trying to compete with the super bar, I'm assuming. If this is the early nineties, <laughs> well, that, that would have yeah. been nineties. Without, without getting without I didn't put this much detail into it, but I do remember this in the article. It's actually where most of these places got their idea and did it better. So it's like Wendy's saw their idea of throwing everything at the wall and said, Let's do it better, but let's make it like three specific things and make them really well for a yeah. for a buff, a fast food buffet. So they, so they were, were innovators. innovators. Yeah, but they, they unfortunately just didn't have the 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 I don't know the follow through or something. I don't know what you would call it. I wonder if they were the where where McDonald's got the idea for McPizza. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's one behind the scenes thing on here that I had to put in because it's freaking hilarious. So the I found the voice. The voice was done, and and it's so freaking ironic that this is a guy's name by a voice actor called Craig Berger. <laughs> Not Greg <laughs> roast beef sandwich. Which is a shame. Craig Berger or not? Not Greg, Greg Berger. Greg, Greg Berger. Greg, Greg Berger yeah. was the voice of uh, Porky Pig. I think he's done a billion things, and they're almost all cartoon. And like the the latest things that you go to is you look him up, and he's he's listed as voices in Garfield. He's Grimlock and a couple other ones in the trans the new Transformers past like five different seasons or series. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty active. And on that, I'm fucking hungry, and that's all I got. 
Except Matt, there's merchandise. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. Yeah. Is there <laughs> shirts? Yeah, is there hats and there's shirts? A, there's and a stuff? mask with his nose and mouth on it. I want to kind of get that. A lot oh. of t-shirts. Oh, this is the coolest thing. You remember how you used to be able to smoke? Yeah. In, oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. There's, there's a Rax yeah, ashtray, ashtray that they may have had in the uh, restaurant. Wait, is, is Mr. D on there? No, it just says Rax, but he's on all the shirts. Let's see. I do. Is it like those cheap McDonald's ashtrays back in the day? Uh, the metal like, ones? Like, <laughs> yeah, you can just crush it with your hand. Yeah. I'm I just sh- looking here on, on eBay to see if there's any Mr. L- Delicious stuff. I mm. I do have a pretty straightforward um, trivia game we can play if you want to. Y- yes. Definitely. So I figured. And we must go back to the writing board and. And do our own series of Mr. D commercials. Yeah, but like I think you're right. You Mr. D meets the Burger Chef. Oh God! Crew. <laughs> All right, so here's the game I made up for this. I got 12 questions, so we'll go around in whatever order. I don't know. I'll pick it here in a second. So I, it's, since this is a def- basically defunct fast food restaurant, I have 12 defunct fast food items. Some are real, some really existed, and some are fake. So you just have to tell me if it's real or fake. Like true or false game. Oh, this is great. Let's do we'll do alphabetical order. That's the easiest way to do this. So start with Chris. Okay, you ready, Chris? I'm ready. So I'm gonna give you the name, I'll give you a little bit of description. Just tell me if it's real or fake. Burger King's Whopperito. All the elements of a Whopper wrapped in a tortilla (laughs) with queso cheese instead of mustard and ketchup. I wanna say fake, false. False? It's real. It existed. Ah. No, Whopperito. Yep. I was ready to congratulate you on making up the Whopperito. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, you're next alphabetically. Yeah. Taco Bell's Bell Beefer, a ground beef taco on a bun to compete with burger-based fast food businesses and described as a Tex-Mex Sloppy Joe. I think they did try burgers. I'll say that's real. That they is real. Anything. And that is their description. I didn't even have to make something up. I just wrote it. Yeah. Uh, Tim's going to get this. Tim's trying to get all these. But, Tim, it's your turn now. McDonald's right. mixed spaghetti. Spaghetti noodles served oh. with signature mar- McMarinara sauce and optional meatballs and cheese toppings. That I do know existed. It yes. did and does. Orlando, the iDrive Burger King, the I think it's a burger, or not Burger King, uh, McDonald's. I think it's now the biggest McDonald's in the world when they rebuild it. Serves, still serves mixed spaghetti and McPizza. Mm. Can you get it? Yeah, I could. I'm not going to, it. but I could. I was gonna say this <laughs> disgusting. I would I if if I was to go there, I would get both the McPizza and the mixed spaghetti just yeah. for the novelty exactly. of it. Right. You know all once. Yeah. So Chris, back to you. Yes. Taco Bell Tachos. Taco Bell's signature nachos served on tater tots instead of tortilla chips. That fucking sounds good. I want to say, please, it was real. Please, it's not real at Taco oh, Bell. That so good, but it's real in about every sports bar in the fucking country now. <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking tater tots. Yep, so much. You can get them and eating them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like American Pie, but with tater tots. <laughs> yeah, I'm the tot fucker, man. <laughs> uh, Dave. Actually, oh, sorry. You know, actually, you don't want to say that. <laughs> Two oh, yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad nickname. <laughs> just really, yeah, it just hit me. I was like, wait, yeah, that's. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right, Dave. Your item: McDonald's onion nuggets, battered and deep fried chunks of onion. Well, like not onion rings. Nope, onion pieces nuggets. of onion. I say no. Nope, they're real. We're real. Oh my god! And they looked. Awful. <laughs> so, mm. so, like a blooming onion? Snow? Like, picture a, a, about a half McNugget sized chunk of onion battered and deep fried. That's what they were. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Would you imagine eating that on a date? <laughs> uh, Mr. D does. Mr. D. Mr. D. I really appreciate the battered like- onion, ring, onion pieces. <laughs> Don't have to worry about she the doesn't. rings because if I give another ring to a woman, I'll have another Mrs. Delicious. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm, I'm paying you to talk. Uh, Tim, you're up. Okay. Burger King's Burger Shot. Slider-sized burger sold in six packs served with cheese, ketchup, mustard, and a pickle on each shot. I I remember these. I remember... Uh, I, I seem to remember them in threes, but yeah, I, I, may, I may just be misremembering them, but I do remember those. Yep. Tim's right again. See, Tim is a, is a food 
pop culture gourmand. I, I stick by that. He's, he's, he knows all this stuff. If you can eat it, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Let's see. Chris. That's, that's his motto. Chris, you're up. Here we go. Burger King's Burger Queen. A Whopper Junior-sized burger on a brioche bun with special ketchup mayonnaise blended pink sauce marketed directly to women. <laughs> you know what? It sounds like it could be, but that pink sauce thing, just for the women, I hope to say fake false. It is. I made that up. That one's my idea. <laughs> okay. brain I was going to say, that's, uh, if, if they did have that, that sounds like it. that was... That would have came out when they had the table service. All <laughs> yeah, right, Wait, it's a clever idea, that. Burger Queen. Uh, I was like, I can see that. I can but see Dan Cortez on. hawking that one on TV <laughs> for the ladies. I uh, love it. I just love <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Dave. Whataburger's yes. What Burger? Whataburger's partnership with Morningstar Farms offering a meatless burger option, plant-based burger patty. Yeah, that's a long sentence. Um. Yeah. Sure. Nope. I made that one up too. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Up to Tim, and then we got one more round, and it's tied. Dave 2, Tim 2. But Tim will probably take it after this. The McDonald's Africa, a pita with cheese, lettuce, tomato, and a burger said to be seasoned with African spices. Ooh. That sounds like something they would do, but... <sighs> Just calling it Africa, I... That's a tough one. I'm going to say n- no, but if you do say yes, I won't be surprised if it was done outside the United States. You are 100% correct with that last statement. It was real. It was released in Norway, and it was released uh, during a famine in South Africa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And you got you got each meal deal came with a side of cultural appropriation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who got fired over that? I know, Those right? Poor- those poor little African babies with the distended bellies, and then these 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 super white people, blonde hair, blue eyes, just eating burgers in front of them. That's, they probably yeah. hired the people that wrote the Mister Delicious campaign to come up yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see, Chris. Okay, your chance to make it a three way here, three way tie. Sorry. Oh, oh I, wow. I hear Chris, and I think three way. Right. Jack in the Box breakfast balls. <laughs> a, wow. a round take on the breakfast burrito eggs and bacon and eggs and sausage balls shaped bites deep fried in a cornbread batter served with a maple syrup inspired dipping sauce i heard nothing you just told me except the word balls okay. i'm gonna say yes nope. this is true i made that one up too <laughs> that actually would not be a bad that, it sounded that pretty good a bad thing. It, it was inspired by their mac and cheese balls which is Basically, mac and cheese battered and deep fried. I was like, oh, I'll just change this to breakfast who, balls because who doesn't like balls in their mouth right. in the morning. And it was also inspired by The Simpsons because there's a scene where Homer drives up to the drive and he goes, There's only 10 minutes till they stop serving those breakfast balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's up? Dave. Roy Rogers smoked turkey leg. Alongside Roy Rogers' famous burgers, roast beef, and chicken, their smoked turkey leg was enough to satisfy any cowboy's appetite. A turkey leg. That's Disney World. I say no. You're correct. I was inspired by theme parks on that one. Yeah. And finally, Tim, there's no way he's not going to get this, but we're going to talk about it anyway. The Heart Attack Grills Octuple Bypass Burger, a four-pound burger with eight burger patties, 40 slices of bacon, eight slices of cheese, (laughs) onion, tomato, a top serving topped with a serving spoon of chili and served with flatline fries, French fries, deep fried and pure lard, and a Pepsi blue ribbon in a paper bag with a pack of unfiltered Lucky Strikes. <laughs> uh, the oh my god, the sandwich sounds real. Everything else, I don't know. Uh, the toy prize as the cigarettes. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no on that one. Okay, I'm. I'll give you a half point because everything I mentioned is real. That oh, wow. is all a menu item on the Heart Attack Grill. But I kind of did that as a as a play. I'll give you. Actually, I'll give you. Uh, what is? I matter? tried when uh, I went to Vegas with uh, with Steve Bost a couple of years ago. I we there was a Heart Attack Grill right there on the yep. corner, like right as you're entering the free and Street, they have yeah. the thing outside. And I was like, Steve, you want to go in there? And Steve's like. No. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, here's here's the this is the uh, I I've actually been to one and they're they're awful. <laughs> they're not good at all. Okay. okay. I got the I got hungry, a double I got a double bypass burger and onion rings, but the 
onion rings were like those. I like beer battered onion rings. I don't like onion rings that are like breadcrumb batter, like it, like at um, Burger King, and that's what these were like. Yeah. So, but I love Heart Attack Grill because if you're over 350 pounds, you can eat free unlimited single bypass burgers as long as you buy a drink. Ah, that's their geez. policy. Yep. Yep. They have a scale. Oh yeah, it's right in front. Yeah, in fact, right it's like, out, yeah, right outside. I was, I was at, I was on Fremont Street. There's a big buyout of Fremont Street. Like someone rented most of the street for this giant party. So and I didn't realize it when I got there. And it was at the, it was at the Neonopolis end. That's where um, Heart Attack Grill is. And every time someone would step on the scale, you'd either hear a crowd of boos or a crowd of cheers, depending on if the number was over 350. <laughs> they were cheering. If it was under, you got booed. It was hilarious. And this still exists. Yes, there's two of them wow. now. It's, yep, there's it's two. It's like. It's it's almost right across the street or very close to the Evil Knievel Pizza <laughs> joint there in, in in Vegas. Yeah, it's in it's in Old Vegas, not not right, the, exactly not in yeah. Paradise, but yeah, yeah, you go down to Fremont Street, the Old Vegas. Yep. You know, I, I was there and I was a little disappointed. Like, I guess the the Glitter Gulch is gone. That was like the classic strip club with the cowgirl like kicking her legs. Like all that stuff was all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. Yeah, on Fremont Street. Yeah, it's it's. I was like, eh, this isn't this fun. The, but you um, can weigh yourself for free. Yeah, apparently. but you can weigh yeah, yourself. Yeah. And then, oh, there's yeah. also a policy there too. I forgot about this. I, I I did not get to experience this, but I saw it. If you don't finish your meal, you get a paddling by one of the nurses, and these nurses were like, <laughs> "This is like, like I don't even know what this is like." Hooters girls with an arrest record a mile long. That's this is the only place they can work. And under the sign where you get a paddling, there's like this whole little setup you got to set yourself up in. And under the sign it says "fighting anorexia since 2005." Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Wow. <sighs> so that's Holy it. It's, Tim and Dave basically won. Tim was a hard one to score because of that last joke one. I. I, I I didn't really think that went through, but that was that was that was fun trying to think of. I I, I think I have like four fake ones in there. It was actually hard to think of, of Prop, fake props to you. Thank for, you. For, Convincing yeah. sounding <laughs> faked failed failed foods fast foods. If 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 it if it doesn't defy physics, chances are it's been done. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Burger Queen was your best uh, can. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that that sounds real. Yeah, yeah. as I said, it's, it's it sounded like something that that they would have had during the table service when they had the table. Cloths. I mean, if if they can make that dumbass dark, uh, Star Wars black burger where That's the bun's true, black right? and yeah. dark, why not? The, you know, the bun is black, but your shit is green. That is fucking one hundred percent true. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess to wrap up here, Dave, you're just. Gave a great, uh, what would you call it? Pitch to the show before we started recording. We're just going to do a little catch up before we wrap up here and see what's up with everybody. So you want me to go ahead and lead that since I'm hosting the show tonight? Yeah. And then we'll right. ask you after we're done. Okay. Let's start with Tim. Cause I see on Tim's Facebook page and this is probably what inspired Dave. Tim is definitely back on the, the concert circuit again. So what have you seen lately? The last concert I went to was Jeff Tate of Queensryche. Uh, and it's, it's funny. I, I saw Queensryche open for Judas Priest a few months ago or last year. I, I guess, I guess it's been about a year and Jeff Tate is not part of Queensryche, but he was coming through and he played an inexpensive show at, at a road, you know, about a 500 capacity place called the basement East. And I went to see Jeff Tate and he knocked, he knocked my socks off. Uh, he's he, the guys in his sixties can still belted out like the best of them and uh it was a lot of fun and to think i used to hate queens <laughs> yeah and now i was at that show i was like yeah it was really good queens yeah uh jeff tate when he he came through cool awesome all right uh dave i'm sure something ground your gears this week something pissed you off so <laughs> what do you got to vent about the i, I guess the th i'm not as as pissed off as i am a little bit sad at the death of Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, it was so sad. I'm not even a, anywhere near an Elvis fan and certainly not like you are. And I was like, oh, she, you know, that's someone that always seemed cool. I, that's a shame she went so young. She was super cool. Even, I mean, she's had a rough life and I watched some, some old footage of her. And um, I'm very lucky because our wonderful co-host Tim me? got got me a uh, autograph copy to me from her of her debut CD yeah. when she, so I still have it here. I'm sitting, I'm actually staring right at it. Um, but there's a song on there called 
lights out. It was like the, you know, the her attempted like a hit single, and I've always liked it. She's just kind of like a Sheryl Crow style singer, um, but the song was really about her legacy and her trying to run away from her legacy. And the end of each verse, the end of like of each chorus was her about about her being in Graceland, uh. and every time she's there, she notices that there's a space left in the damn back lawn. Mm. Uh, where she, where she's gonna end up, and that's where she's gonna end up. I thought you were so, gonna say she ended every song with tickety d. Tickety d. So I just I don't know. I've been listening to that song a lot and like looking at old interviews with her, and it's just you know, know it's not. Yeah. I'm not I'm not necessarily pissed off at anything this week. I guess I'm just a little bummed out because mm-hmm. I think she was pretty. I think she was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember when I got that for you. Uh, I worked at the Grand Ole Opry, and she was playing she they, they, to promote that CD what Stormin' Grace when it came out like 10 years ago I guess uh, she um, she was nervous and she wanted to do her sound check the day before she played so I was working that day so I, I closed up the shop and I was able to like kind of like hide in the back and watch her do her sound check uh, there on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry and mm-hmm. uh that one of the there was some one of the people that worked with the band needed to buy some stuff because she was going on a trip somewhere. She wanted to bring some souvenirs to people. So I reopened the shop for her and I said, "Listen, you get this signed for me. I'll reopen the shop." So she she brought the <laughs> CD back, got Lisa Marie to sign it, and uh, to I guess this, does it say to Dave? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, I put a little say- thing on there. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Thank you again. Yeah, Everybody and then that to me, I was like really happy. It was really nice of you. And then, uh, yeah, and then the next night she she played the Opry, and I, I stood in the back and watched her. So I, that that was actually kind of a neat neat experience for me to see Lisa Marie playing live, and to, and I Dave being the Elvis fan, uh, I got yeah I got that CD signed for. Him. Yeah, I'm glad I ended my trivia with a question about the Heart Attack Grill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Chris. Now you, you're gonna have to pick here because I know you watched a lot of things between movies, TV events. There was an award ceremony. Which one stands out to you right now that you want to talk about? Well, we we spoke about this before the, the recording, but I don't give a fuck. I will be. I'll put it out there right now. Everyone who knows me knows me. I am. I am a little bit emotional at times. Okay, and there's nothing more emotional. Than a Hallmark movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be like, there must be like, whatever, 80 released in the month of December. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so many. And I, I don't watch that, you know, all of them, any of them, as I don't care. But if a star is someone who I like or love or just always had the infatuation for her, Terry Hatcher was in one called Midlife, Midlove Crisis. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's turning 50, which I will turn 50 this this year. Um, I'm not in midlife, I guess, or a midlove crisis. I guess I'm in midlife crisis. But you planning to live to 100? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, my midlife was like 30 years ago. But <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Terry Hatcher. It's stupid. I, I it's two hours long on on Hallmark. It's on my DVR. I taped it three months ago. So Luke was like, "What's this on on here? It's been in here forever. What is it?" And I, you know, tell him. And he goes, "That that sounds stupid. That this is this is ridiculous." And and he goes, "Let's watch it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so you and your son watched the Hallmark and, and, romantic and Kelly, Hallmark, yes. oh, Hallmark okay. movie, yeah. And then That's at sweet. the end, I teared up. And he, he he always leans in. Are you crying? <laughs> I and can see him doing that. I go, good. just shut up. You know, he's got he's got a point. He does, but I watched. There's another one I watched with her and James Denton from, De- De- from Desperate Housewives. They were on a whole uh, thing. So I met that. Guy I don't watch more. I just watched ones that I that I could. Ooh, she's in that. Okay, hmm. I'll watch it. She. Uh, I, I just looked at. I looked at some screen grabs from it. She does. She does look. She's. She's, she's, she's fifty-eight. Yeah, she's, she's, she looks. She looks good. Fifty-eight. She looks great. She, she looks great. And I just had a like Mr. D operation. <laughs> <laughs> So that's one thing that I that I watched. Cool. Well, not cool, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally uncool. But can I ask you. you guys this? I, I think I already had a fucking answer. Has any one of you watched a Hallmark movie? Not no. by choice. I've been in a room while my wife's had them on, and I didn't feel like getting up. But that's the closest I've come. Okay. 
I remember watching a movie with the Fonz. Mm-hmm. That was a Hallmark. It was a Hallmark movie. Uh, I, it was. It was on. I, I have the Hallmark app on my Roku that I very rarely ever go to, but I decided to go there once, and it was a. It was a Christmas Hallmark movie, and I just remember putting it on and watching. It, it's, it's the same thing. It's like. Uh, uh, the, uh, who? Who? What's the name of the guy? Who plays the Fonz. Shit, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. He plays a. He plays this girl's father, and he. Uh, he brings uh, someone in the house to, to help out with things. He needs a place to stay. And then, you know, the, at first the daughter and the guy don't get along and then mm-hmm. they end up falling in love because he stands up to her ex-husband and then happily ever after. It's basically the same. Can, as all of I'm going to say what I hate about these movies and no one's going to know what I'm talking about. It's just like fucking like American Idol or like America's Got Talent or whatever. There's two hours of bullshit where there's nothing happening. There's love. And the very end, it's a sweet moment. And they fall in love and fireworks happen. Fucking credits. It's over. They don't give anybody <laughs> a shot to like talk about it or I don't know, ten minutes of like happiness. It's like it's happy to last thirty seconds and then it's over. Some of these Hallmark movies might be like failed movie show pilots. So they'll they'll take like let's say that they get an order for to make four episodes of a show. And then they decide to pass on it. So they'll re-edit the episodes to be a, a, a movie, movie of the week mm. kind of thing. Yeah, I can so, see that happening. So I, I think some of these things are pitches for TV series, you know, like like Everwood or what have you. And this, and this is and they end up with something they're like, well, we can repackage it as a 90 minute movie and, re, and we can sell it to one of the cable stations. Do you do you remember what was that movie that I was so excited to see because Terry Hatcher was topless on the balcony? Oh, uh, that was with uh, Alec Baldwin. Was that like pr- Prisoners or? Oh my God! I don't know. Uh, long time ago, I was like, ooh, yeah. It, I, I think Alec Baldwin was in it. It was like called like Sexual Prisoners or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm a Terry Hatcher fan. So hang on, cash. There you go. Well, Matt, yes, your turn. What'd you brew this week? God, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> there's one I want to talk about, but I don't think I'll save it for next episode because this is kind of long. I'll, I'll tell you a brewing-related story that you can all probably almost relate to. I hope you don't have to relate to it. I was I was brewing, and I was actually carbonating in the pieces. I don't use an inline carbonator because in one hose goes through the pump where the CO2 is and back in and recirculates just to give you an idea. I was, I took it apart. I was done. I was cleaning the pieces and one of the pieces fell into the garbage disposal. My hand does not fit in there. Hmm. It's usually pretty easy to retrieve stuff out of there, but my hand doesn't fit in there. So what I have to do is like, sometimes if I fill it up with water real quick, like if I get a bowl and, and fill it up with water, the piece will float to the top. Well, apparently it was too heavy to do that. So I'm sitting in there trying to find it with a pair of tongs and I cannot see it. So I grab my phone and I turn the light on on my phone and look in it and I can see it, but it's like, I can't reach it. It's like, let me, let me turn on the faucet and put some water in there. Maybe it'll move it. Well, guess where my phone was when I turned the faucet on. If the, <laughs> if the light was in down the drain, it was right, right under over the, the drain, right under the yeah. fucking faucet. And my heart stopped. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I need to put it in a race. I don't even know where the race is. What the? <laughs> so I like quick wiped it off. I put it outside in the sun and hope to, to dry. And the only thing, believe it or not, that doesn't work is the facial recognition. And I found out why. Uh-huh. I found this is kind of interesting. Like the camera is working. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a matter of time until it works. But apparently around the camera, there's 30 tiny little lasers. That's what scans your face. It doesn't actually take the image. So that I apparently burnt out running direct water directly on top of my phone. That was a heart-stopping freaking moment. But... Hey, the phone still works otherwise. So typing in my nice. my damn code is a pain in the ass because I always seem to miss a middle number and get all thrown off on my <laughs> like my my uh, pace of putting it in or my cadence. But yeah, well, I'll live with it. I think I think I'm really close to an upgrade anyway. Like a, a, a no cost upgrade. I'll just continue the payments yeah. of this one. So I, I'll I'll live with it till that comes. So that was my brewing adventure. That was <laughs> awful. There we go. That was awful. In the meantime, get a neighborhood kid to come in and stick <laughs> his hand down in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and give him five bucks. He's like, Mommy, man, give me five dollars for my hand down his garden garbage disposal. <laughs> well, thank that, you for teaching us about 
Mr. Delicious. I know, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, is that awesome or what? Holy moly. I know I'm better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very good, man. Thank you. Excellent yeah. job. And thank I guess thank thank everybody out there for, for joining us on this roast beef adventure. That's right. Mm. <laughs> I love fucking tots. I, I fucking do, man. There's a place at the promenade, um, some restaurant, they just have tots and oh my god, tots. You just go in there and said, turn down the lights and I said, bring out the candy. Place at the promenade where I like to sit and the tots are brought right up to you and I can fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Are these Mr. Mr. Irons, are these tots to your liking? Yes, Pierre. Walk away. <laughs> I love Tara Dots. Um, Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thanks everyone out there for listening, and I guess we'll see you next time where we go to another part of the galaxy. Thanks for listening to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy is a Neozaz.com production. For more great content and original productions, please visit Neozaz.com. Neozaz.com and Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy is proudly 100% listener supported. To learn how you can help support the work done by Neozaz.com and get access to exclusive content, please visit Patreon.com slash Neozaz. To help support the show for free, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download this podcast. Thanks for listening. 